Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. Inspiration. I felt inspired to focus on the topic of inspiration for an entire class based on a previously inspired moment. Welcome to part two of our inspiration discussion that mirrors a recent in-class experience in the Master of Digital Media Programs Interdisciplinary Innovation course, which I have the pleasure of teaching. We dove into the big, mysterious, elusive, alluring topic of inspiration. And while we only scratched the surface of this big topic in class, so many incredible insights were gained that I felt inspired to create this three-part mini-series that aligns with that in-class experience. In the first episode, number 131, we met Riley Stevens, creative strategist, Pinterest, where she explored the topic of inspiration and digital media. We've arrived at the second part now of the class, devoted to a conversation about where inspiration comes from and individuals' experiences with it. Over the next 40 minutes or so, you'll hear my conversation with five Master of Digital Media students as I pick their brains about what inspiration means to them. I asked these particular five students to join me because they were the most actively engaged and really just interested during our in-class discussion. I'm excited for you to hear what they have to say in a panel discussion format. Before we hear each of their thoughts on the topic, allow me to introduce you to the panel. My name is Hunter, and the thing that I am most interested in studying slash understanding more about is the idea of digital storytelling and capturing audiences through new and innovative ways as technology changes. Hi, my name is Hrithi Chopra, and I'm most interested in the areas of creative direction, product design, and then entrepreneurship that ties it all together. Um, I I usually tend to focus more on like fashion and film industries, but I also dabble a little bit um, in a little bit of everything, so. Hi, uh, my name is Atif Ahmed, and all my life have been a core logical technologist man but lately i have figured out that technology is nothing without the user experience and so i am really really looking forward and trying to understand user centric technology and how can the storytelling use technology to 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 inspire hi my name is oludara and i am interested in marrying my love for filmmaking with the fast growing digital space with a focus on communication and entrepreneurship. That's me. Hi, my name is uh, Mustafa Siddiqui, AKA Moose Siddiqui. And uh, the area I'm most interested in is um, UI UX design and kind of sort of coupling my experience with game development with sort of other projects that other people will be working on like film, uh, web development, that sort of thing. A huge welcome to our panel. 
In the following discussion, students weigh in on what inspires them, where they find inspiration, authentic versus inauthentic forms of inspiration, the connection between creative output and self-worth, and what the concept of flow means in the context of inspiration. Finally, they will explore the role of rest in the creative process. Welcome back to class. What inspires you? Uh, I think, um, strangely enough, uh, travels inspire me. And I, and listening to other people inspires me. And there is something, and over time, I've done it so much that whenever I enter a hotel room, some magic happens. So I don't know, it's strange, but that's that's my inspiration. Yeah, and I can kind of... Uh piggyback off of what Atif said um big thing about me is like the inspiration that comes to me is always about people and their stories and I find a lot of times like hearing about people's experiences and different perspectives um always opens me up to different ideas and ways of thinking and I think a lot of that also comes from like travel and meeting people while you're in different places and and places when you're kind of outside of your comfort zone that's kind of where inspiration comes to me the most. And just like um, Atif and Hunter, it's the same thing for me. I love to travel. And I find that when I meet people, when I travel, um, I'm very inspired by their way of life, by their experiences and how different it is from mine. I find my inspiration comes from there. But yeah, other people for sure. I think something else that I just thought of is just everyday mundane things like this things that might seem boring to other people like sitting in traffic or you know being a part of a community when you're entering a crowded train I think it seems like no big deal in just part of our daily lives but it's moments like that that I'm surrounded by people and then also in this like connected state of community that I think of the randomest ideas and I get inspired with things that I'm working on or things that I would be interested in Those are all such interesting answers and all interconnected in some way. Lots of traveling, both afar and locally, and what that kind of movement or different place or space, how that affects us and how that ultimately brings inspiration to what we are working on in that moment. My next question for the panel is where do you find inspiration, which is slightly different than what inspires you? Where do you find inspiration? Where do you actively seek it out? But also, where does it come to you when perhaps it's a little bit more of a passive situation? Actively, I seek inspiration by the water. If I'm by the water, I know that something is going to click. I know that all the dots in my head is going to find connection. I don't know why. I think when I'm by the water, I'm closest. I feel closest to God and it just really helps, you know, my creativity. And I also find that when I go and watch plays, so like theaters, maybe because I'm an actor. So when I watch plays and I see other people doing this crazy, amazing thing, I don't know, it connects, it, it does a thing for me and I find that. So in by the water and at theaters. For me specifically, I this kind of goes back to our people conversation that we just had about where or what inspiration is to us, but talking, not specifically, that one I think was more about listening and hearing about other people's experiences, but just bouncing off our thoughts and ideas off of one another. 
because I find that when I'm stagnant, if I'm just by myself, I get very bogged up in my head. So if I'm just having a free flow conversation, you know, talking about even something as simple as my day or something that I'm working on or ideas I have, even if I don't get any response in return or get anything from the other person, but just having the the space and the medium to talk and verbally let my ideas out helps me get organized, but also just think of things that I wouldn't have if I was just in my head and stagnant. Um, for me, I, I think um, 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 a situation when, when there is a mental block or um, I'm trying to find inspiration, uh, I tend to then stop doing what I'm doing and uh, do something ex- you know totally opposite. For example, um, um, go see my buddies, you know, have a relaxed time, you know, not uh, think about it. Or sometimes even, you know, uh, before, um, you know, if I'm not thinking about, uh, you know, if there is a big mental block, I go see a movie. And then, you know, it just, it just keeps on, uh, starts coming back to me. Yeah, it's going to seem like I'm uh, just copying a teeth here. Uh, but I think a big thing with inspiration is, yeah, like taking your mind off of whatever that initial task is or whatever that initial thing that you're trying to do is. Um, but I also think a really cool thing about inspiration and, and finding it is that it comes from a lot of the times, at least in, in my case, is that it comes from places where you least expect it. So if you're, you know, just like going out for a walk or like I have said, um, you're going out and hanging out with buddies, all of a sudden you have that light bulb moment and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) I need to write this down. I need to, I need to figure this out. Um, And so that's kind of the, the most exciting thing about inspiration is that it can come from so many different places and so many different avenues that like when you are seeking it, it almost feels as if it's not a genuine inspiration, but when you are taking your mind off something and trying to just like get out of your head uh, is when the best stuff, at least in my opinion, comes. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more uh, with many of the things that everyone has said. Uh, It's interesting what you said there, Hunter, that I just want to, I want to spend a minute on is when we are actively seeking it out, does it feel inauthentic? Does it feel ingenuine? Maybe for some, maybe not. Maybe in certain situations, yes, maybe no. Um, but yeah, I, that's one of my favorite things about inspiration is it sometimes, for me anyway, it hits me and I didn't, I, I, it's not something I expected to happen in that moment. I wasn't, again, actively seeking it out. But then all of a sudden, ooh, the little cogs start turning. And that's, that's the most exciting part for me is just that, that spark. And then what is possible? What's possible with this new bit of input, this new bit of information that I now have? So, uh, Dana, what I was going to say was that if you're actually looking for inspiration and you think and whatever comes to you, I don't find that as inspiration. The word inspiration for me is something, you know, just coming new. It's something fresher. It's a kind of a fresh air. Um, So, there's a difference between actively looking for something or something coming out, uh, coming to you uh, by having a sense of free mind. I mean, 
I, I hear that. But for me, I, I, don't, I don't know that I agree because like if I'm trying to figure something out and I have a mental block and then I know that every time I'm by the water, I get new ideas and I go and sit by the water because I'm looking for a new idea and that new idea comes. Does that make it inauthentic or does that not make it inspiration because I went by the water to look to be inspired, right? If I know that something usually triggers new ideas, creativity, something inspires me, why would my going there to seek this thing, actively seek it out, make my inspiration inauthentic? I don't know if that makes sense, right? Well, like in in my idea, um, I think what you're doing is really you're going there to clear your mind and to actually sit down with no distractions. Whereas your inspiration might actually be coming from something you saw earlier that day and you just want to, you want to go and let your mind do what your mind does, the beautiful things that your mind and your brain do without the distraction of your laptop or your TV or your bed or your roommates. Whereas when you're at the, when you're at the, uh, at the water, like you said, um, your mind is in its most like comfortable state rather than being at your desk where you're, Oh my God, I need to think about school or, Oh my God, I need to text my friend back because she wants to go out tonight or something. Um, you're giving yourself time to just be, let your mind be what it is. And how does that differ from you and Atif hanging out with your guys? Well, I think the idea behind that is you're, it's kind of the same thing. You're right. Um, but I also think that the things that come from uh, hanging with the guys uh, is something that can be inspiring or it's, it's more of letting your mind be free and not thinking about that exact moment. So like the inspiration doesn't necessarily come from those moments, um, but you can kind of realize them because you're not actively thinking about that topic, if that makes sense. It does. It makes sense that it's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the magic of, I think we're getting uh, into, and we're not going to get into all of this today. That'll be in another episode, but the, the default mode network. So the idea that inspiration can come to us and often does come to us and those dots connect or intersect in interesting ways when we are moving when we are active, but our mind is quiet. And so we're not actively thinking about X, Y, and Z, which gives our brain space to be able to kind of receive or curate or create those connections that what we or what we think of as inspiration. So the next question I want to ask to the panel is this. Through what channels or tasks or activities does inspiration enter most easily? And we've kind of alluded to some of these already. And I think our our last small discussion was perhaps a perfect dovetail, a perfect connector into this question. But what what do those look like for you? This kind of ties into what you were saying about your body being in motion or you're doing something active. And in these moments is when perhaps your mind is a little more quiet and has the freedom to connect with that source of inspiration. But um, something interesting that happened to me earlier this week is I was taking a nap, like in the middle of the day. 
And I, it's, it was like a stressful week for me. I was thinking of a lot, um, a lot of things in my mind. So I woke up from the nap. And as soon as I sat up in my bed, it was the room was dark, I literally had an epiphany that was the perfect solution to kind of the problem that I was facing the past few days. And, you know, I didn't have any dreams or anything. I wasn't thinking about this um, before I went to the map direct or before I went to take the nap directly, at least. But as soon as I was in this kind of like hypnotic state of when you're sort of like still waking up, you're not fully conscious yet is when I was like, oh, my God, like, this is it. This is the answer. And I think even though my my body was stagnant, I was not as much focused on, you know, doing a task or an activity. And that's where my brain could kind of relax and come to that answer that was within me all along. I didn't have to go outside to seek that inspiration. Um, It just kind of came to me because I was able to calm myself and calm my body. Uh, For me, it's, um, I'm not too sure it's what, whether it's the activities themselves. I think it's more of what results from the activities. Like I remember I would be in high school going home basically dead like I was super tired I was probably sleep deprived you know I just wasn't really feeling anything at the time but uh, like when I was in that state of like you know just pure tiredness and just pure like oh I'm finally home I just like I always noticed that like if like the odd day I ever decided to like do get my work done like instantly right after getting home like the answers would just like flow even though I was like sore or even though I was tired, like I would look at a question and be like, oh, okay, this is the answer. Da, 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 da. And I just get it done. And like, it just be out of the way. And I don't know. I just thought that was like interesting how like, even though I was like, I shouldn't like be in a state to do like such things. I did it just fine, like, or even better than usual. So why do you think that is? What do you attribute that sudden inspiration to work or find those answers what what about that situation do you think uh lack of overthinking i think like when i'm actually awake and like i'm like all there i'm just like a bunch of like solutions pop in my head i'm like what about this what about that or should i do this uh and like you know it's kind of like sensory overload brain meltdown it's not a fun time but like when i'm tired or like when i'm like you know a little more exhausted than usual it's just oh, okay yeah that makes sense i can do this solution and then da-da-da-da. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. And like, you know, it just goes with the flow, you know, as opposed to trying to think of the best solution for a particular situation. Interesting. So your body's kind of sending you into this, this mode of trying to make you not overthink. Yeah, (laughs) almost like a flow state. Yeah, I don't know if um, I don't normally get these kind of things. But a few days back, I and I don't remember my dreams ever. But this was that I actually had a full solution to what I was going to do in the next few days and how to solve that complex problem that I was facing. So it was even like, um, if I can refer it to a presentation, it was just like slides coming one after the other to actually say. And I when I woke up, I actually knew. Uh, kind of um, what I was going to do. So what you're telling me, there's a theme here. You're te- What everyone is telling me is that the next time I, I host a class on inspiration, it's just nap time. Like that's that should be <laughs> the focus of the class. Just everybody take a nap, find a spot. Yeah, 30 minutes. <laughs> close your eyes, 
Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so moving on to the next question, I want for a second for you to take yourself out of the literal and put yourself into the metaphorical. This is my favorite, my favorite space. If you can imagine being able to sense inspiration, what does that feel like, taste like, smell like, sound like, look like? If inspiration were a being separate from yourself, how would you sense it? Let's get weird. Yeah, so this one was something that I thought long and hard about because is like the idea of thinking in the metaphorical is very fun for one, but also something that lets you understand things a little bit better. So what I kind of attribute it to is like listening to a really good song for the first time. Like one of those ones <clears throat> where you know it's going to be something that you're going to listen to on repeat for like the next two or three weeks. Like, you know, those songs where you're just listening to it constantly back to back to back to back over and over again. Um, and then you end up hating it. But for those two weeks, it's the best thing in the world to you. So that's inspiration to me is what it feels like or sounds like, I guess. I think for me, inspiration is like my heart beating fast, but not like, not like in an anxious way, but in a way that reminds you that there's blood like pumping through your body. So that's what inspiration feels like to me. And I'm sure there are times that it didn't feel like that, but you know, it's always the dramatic stuff that you remember, but that's what it feels like to me. Just like you're alive, like this, ooh, this is something good. You have to go and chase it. That's how it feels like to me. Like my heart beating really fast. I love it. It's kind of a breeze, uh, I would say, you know, uh, sweet smelling breeze in the morning. So, you know, if one has to capture, one can capture a breeze or fresh air in a jar, probably that would be my inspiration, carry, I'll carry it all around. I think they sell that on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, um, going off of Hunter's motif, uh, I too would compare like my inspiration to like a song that you listen to a lot. However, instead of like a song that you instantly like, maybe it's a song that like you hate at first, like, you know, it takes takes a few listens to get going. But like when once you like into the song, it's just unreal. And it's just like one of the best songs ever. It's funny because um, Atif, when you said a breeze, that's literally exactly what I um, had, you know, thought of when we had this earlier discussion last week. And then even this week, I said refreshing, cool breeze were my exact words. Um, and I think it's same with when Oludara talked about being by the lake and smelling the uh, the water and the, the wind. It's kind of like a refreshing sense of like, wow. Um, I have no other words to describe it rather than just being like breathing in the breeze and being like, wow, and like calming down and also feeling so energized at the same time. For me, it's the taste of lemon. Like it's that kind of very potent, you know what it is when it hits you. You know, it has kind of a sensory aroma to it as well as you're you're tasting it and it just hits you and it 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 feels really fresh and really new and really exciting, um, but really unique. There's not a whole lot of other things out there that are, are quite like it. Thank you for indulging me in my metaphorical journey through inspiration. Do you believe it's helpful to separate the individual from their quote unquote creative 
genius. Thoughts? Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I think being a creative and being an actor um, and constantly hearing that you're only as good as your last work is it's not helpful at all, <laughs> right? Because uh, as creatives, usually we're already, hard, we're already hard on ourselves and to have that constantly told to you over and over again. When I first heard the concept of um, separating the genius from um, from oneself, it really helped me because it made me understand that Oludara as an individual is more than the work that she does. And if Oludara never does anything in quote creative again, she is still worthy of life, of joy, of you know, of all the good things, right? Um, I, so I think it's very important for everyone. I think it should be taught to in every creative class that yes, you can be a genius, but it's even better if the genius is something that comes to you once in a while and you make use of it and then you go back to being just yourself. So that on the days where the genius doesn't come, you're still good. Yeah, it's very important. For me, I, I take this one very personal. It's very personal to me. Yeah. I think um, this is where the statement came from. Please don't take it personally. You know, so everyone, when, whenever you're failing or something, somebody say, oh, you know what? Don't take it personally. Uh, however, I, I kind of disagree uh, because your effort, your will to achieve something, your your genius or whatever you call, it is very personal to everyone. You really want to be an achiever or something. And without that, and if you put it out of your body, um, you are just a mere, a mere person. You're not an achiever. Um, that's my view of it. And I, I may be, you know, being over competitive about it but this is how it is and i fail and i mostly fail and don't 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 take it wrong you know i'm not an overachiever i fail but but that gives me the power to or to, you know or our will to actually go go and get something yeah, this is such an interesting conversation that I think spills out into other areas of creative living. And Atif, you mentioned failure, and that could be, and potentially will be, a whole other series that that I look at. But it is, yeah, it's such an interesting concept. So this is Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, her TED Talk, speaking about your elusive creative genius and the fact that in an ancient context of creativity and of inspiration and creative living in general, the fact that that in ancient times, the genius and the individual were two separate things, which would protect your ego a little bit. So if you were wildly successful, great. Your genius had a hand in that. You couldn't take all the credit. But if you were, if it was a flop, whatever you were working on, you also couldn't take all of the the fall because your genius didn't do their job. So yeah, I, I think that this is a really interesting part of inspiration is looking at the the sources from within or externally and and how that relates to this idea of one's creative genius. Any other thoughts about about this topic? 
I I also am super passionate about this topic because it ties into the whole notion of it's maybe not directly related, but it does tie into the notion of like hustling and being at your optimal performing at your best 100% of the time. And it is very hard to separate your creative genius from who you are as a person. But it's very, very necessary. I agree with Oladara completely, because as a society, we've just really attached our self worth to the work we're doing and what we're creating. And if it's not 110% every single time, then we feel like we're a failure. And it just puts a lot of pressure on ourselves as humans. And um, Elizabeth Gilbert in her TED talk also talked about like the fragile human psyche. So I think we have, we're not just machines that are meant to like produce 110% of the best work at all times. We really need to, at the same time, take care of our human needs and our emotional needs. And that might not mean optimally performing and creating at our best level. Some work might be worse than others and that's okay because there might be other things that are going on in our body and our minds at the time. And we don't, we can't be expected to only put out good work all the time. And going beyond like just the actual like creative genius side of things being attached to you, I think your creative genius changes so often and so frequently while your person and as a like, as me, I'm not changing over and over and over again while like you are, but um, for the most part, you're staying that same Oladara or Atif or Mustafa or Reedy you're staying that same person. Whereas your creative genius, we're talking about inspiration comes from so many different places and from things that you least expect where it changes what that creative genius is based on the inspiration that's coming to you. So I can't attach my creative genius from yesterday uh, to the same one that I might be having today or tomorrow or next week or next hour um, based on the things that are inspiring me and based on the things that I'm seeing, uh, because the creative genius changes and grows and expands as you live your life and as you perceive things and as you experience things. Um, and I'm not saying you as a person don't, but you're still generally that same person with the same values and with the same ideas, whereas that creative genius just changes. It can be a 180 from what it was half an hour ago. Dare I say that your creative genius who is helping you innovate is interdisciplinary? No, okay. <laughs> okay, 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 moving on. Last question for the panel is this. What do you believe is the connection between Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's concept of flow and inspiration? Uh, in my view, once you're inspired and the outcome of that inspiration is the flow. So if you are not in the flow after that inspiration, either you're lazy or you're not inspired. That's as simple as that. What if you have competing priorities? Let's throw some kids into the mix. <laughs> I'd love to work on my inspiring projects 24 seven, but I mean, there's things that, that just, there are time constraints, right? In this life, there are many, many things that we can do and we have to prioritize however, what in whatever situation we are in. Any thoughts? Prioritization doesn't mean that you are out of the flow. You're just prioritizing it. You're just going through 
you're you're actively working on it you have scheduled it for a certain time but you are still in that flow you know what you're going to do maybe later in the night you don't have to actually leave the world and be just going into that inspiration i have literally a hundred episodes mapped out for this podcast and i will probably get to 15 20 of them in the next year so i'm not suggesting that you're calling me lazy but maybe i'm suggesting that there are other ways to think about the connection between flow and inspiration like i just i don't think that if if there is inspiration flow doesn't necessarily come after that or if it doesn't come it's not necessarily i think from laziness i don't know thoughts yeah i'm not too sure if it's a a 50 50 like that like oh it's either you do it and you're proactive or you don't do it and you're lazy like once other elements start to come to the mix like family and kids it gets really hard to do like as much as you would want to do like ideally so for me i think a big thing about like the inspiration versus flow is as long as you manage your expectations for each so like some days you're going to be very inspired but you're, you're just not feeling it which is fine you don't have to feel it every day but like as long as you're constantly on that grind and as long as you're like you know keeping at it doing whatever your craft is every day you, you'll get better you'll, you'll get there eventually and there's some days maybe where like you have a lot of time and like a lot of energy so you're working on it anyways but maybe you're not as inspired today for any reason and you're just like man what am i doing you know and like but like again that's fine like as long as you like keep it consistent with your expectations and consistent with your quality i think that's like the recipe for like getting any sort of self-satisfaction from anything really let me throw another idea into the mix though so if we are inspired and then we start working on a project and we're in a state of flow we're into this we're excited time is passing so quickly and we're just we're in our work but do you think that that constant state of pushing and hustling and and trying to move the idea forward actually in some ways inhibits the growth of that idea in other words does the absence of flow and the presence of rest facilitate or bring back that kind of cycle of inspiration letting your mind have have a moment I think 110% yes for me, because I, I am someone who gets an idea and I'm instantly motivated to go work on it. And I'll maybe work on it or plan it out for a couple hours, maybe a few days. And then I'll be so into it that eventually I kind of hit a plateau. And now I'm like, okay, I don't know where to go. Maybe it's like kind of a creative block of some sort. And sitting at a desk, like pulling my hair out, forcing myself to keep going and produce something, no matter if it's good or not, just for the sake of staying in that flow state is not at all productive for me at all. And that's not when I produce my best work. I really have to take a step back. Um, again, find inspiration, things like taking a walk, taking a nap, or maybe even giving it a few days of rest and not even thinking about the topic and coming back to it. That's when I'm like, okay, now I can look at it with a clear headed mind. I can be inspired all over again and get into that flow state all over again. And so I think that rest and 
um, taking a break or just taking a step back isn't necessarily going to put you behind because that's probably going to help you produce better and more effective work in the end anyway. And enjoy it more, right? So often we think about like pushing through and the blood, sweat and tears, and this is the only way through. But what if we just give ourselves a moment for inspiration to do its thing and for flow to, to set in and, and recognize the ebbs and flows of taking those moments of rest and a break and how it can actually support the whole creative process. Yeah, I am. I am all for that because <laughs> I think there is a better way. I don't think it has to be this slog. Um, I think there there can be a lot of joy that is that comes from what is perceived as work. So I think for me, this this conversation is very um, eye opening because I realized that I in twenty sixteen I quit in twenty thirteen I quit my job. I went to acting school, and I came back. I went back home in twenty sixteen and I started to act. And in the last couple of years, I just found that there was no joy in this thing that I walked away from my life to do. And it just lost the joy. And the whole point of like now this MDM program is this is me walking away from all the things from my, my flow moments and the thing that used to bring me joy. But this is me walking away from all of that to find inspiration because I just realized there was no joy. I was hustling. I hated that it was. It stopped. It took the joy out of everything. And for me, this is my moment of rest, even though it's not, there's no rest, but, <laughs> but this is me seeking inspiration in something entirely different. And sometimes that's what you need to do. You need to, whether it's hang out with the boys or just do something extremely different or go and sit by the beach. It's yeah, it's necessary. The rest is necessary, whatever that looks like for everyone. And I think like, kind of as I was saying earlier, um, your inspiration changes and your experiences change um, your creative genius. And I know for me, at least a lot of times, I think I'm in this flow and I think I'm doing the best work of my life. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever done ever. And I come back to it a day later or later in that evening. And I look at it, I'm like, what are you doing? This is the worst. Hunter, you're an idiot. This is obviously how you should have gone with that idea instead of what you did. And so, yeah, that idea of taking rest or taking a moment to yourself where you're just like hanging out and doing nothing and like not actively thinking about whatever is going on, um, whatever problem you're trying to solve, whatever idea you're trying to generate um, is so important because you need you need that time to rest. And like, I'm very big into like working out and fitness and like everything that people say. And a big thing that has gotten me to reach certain goals is the idea that you need to rest. And like rest is almost more important than the weight that you're moving in the gym because your body needs that time to relax and to recover and to do all these different things that you don't think of because like your body is such a beautiful thing and it's such a great organism that does so many different things where when you're actively thinking about something and pushing it all the, all the time, um, it's not necessarily doing like damage to it, but it's not going to be at its best all the time because it needs that moment of just rest and clarity um, and it to just be what it is. And isn't that, again, ebbing and flowing or that cycle of inspiration and then into a flow state and then rest, which reinvigorates 
inspiration, flow state, rest. We figured out the the secret of creativity, everybody, in this conversation. Well done, well done. But I mean, that's what that's that's kind of the approach that I come to this this space and this podcast with. Is I always said that I I hope my first episode is my worst episode. And when I recorded it many years ago, I was like, yes, this is amazing. But I also held space for the fact that there would be inspiration and there would be growth and there would be ways of doing things better while still holding that first episode or, or being able to look at it with kind eyes. And I think not, I mean, if I go back and listen to that now, is it painful? Of course. But do I also try and approach it with a bit of <laughs> a bit of uh, self-compassion and an understanding that who I was three years ago is different than who I am today? Yes. So I think that this idea of an inspiration, flow, and rest cycle is really powerful, especially when it's paired with self-compassion. Any final thoughts from the panel as we wrap up? I think this conversation was inspiring today, was actually to, to talk to people about how to do that. It, it's an interesting thing. I love a good meta moment, inspiration from inspiration. All right, with that, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for all being here today and taking the time and space to chat about this really interesting, elusive topic, which is, of course, inspiration. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Thank you for hosting us. It's a good time. <laughs>